For 10 years, the editors of Wikipedia faced an impossible task, finding a photograph that could illustrate the entry for the word human. At first, they chose the Pioneer's plaque sent into space in 1972 for aliens to find and understand our species. But an anatomically inaccurate line drawn of a naked Caucasian couple hardly seems suitable to represent the whole of humanity. Wikipedia's volunteer community sought a suitable replacement. But since there's no such thing as an average or typical human, this was no simple decision. In 2007, they finally settled on an image of a couple from the Aka community, who farm rice and other crops close to the Mekong River in northern Thailand. The man, wearing a stern expression, a freshly cut banana plant slung over his shoulder. His wife smiling, a machete strapped to her waist. But was that the right choice? Can we ever represent the whole of humanity in one single image? My name is Rosario Lebrija Razvetayev, your host for Founding Conversation, a podcast sharing ideas and insights for understanding and improving the modern world. In this episode, we investigate the power of the image to challenge and transform our concept of beauty and humanity, to fight against the stigmatization of people with disabilities. Israeli-born choreographer Daniel Weiss is the creative director of Radical Beauty Project, an avant-garde art and high fashion project bringing globally renowned photographers together with models with Down syndrome. The project seeks to provide an alternative vision for beauty today by shooting people with Downs with the same dedication, talent, and creativity as major fashion campaigns. This episode welcomes Daniel and his star model, Dr. Sarah Gordy, MBE, whose career as an actor and dancer has included many major roles in theater, film, TV, and radio including the first leading role for a person with Downs on British television, and Remy Best, managing partner of the Bikta Group. So Daniel, I want to start with you, because you founded this whole project, you kickstarted the movement. What is the Radical Beauty Project? So Radical Beauty Project is an art and photography project taking the art of photography as a window for consciousness, commissioning the best art and fashion photographers in the world, taking photographs of people with Down syndrome all over the world. The brief is high art and high fashion. Simple. You named the project Radical Beauty Project. What is so radical about looking at people with Down syndrome as beautiful? So if you see the, if you look at the photographs of Radical Beauty Project, you'll understand it's a visual thing. I find that people with Down syndrome have intense beauty that not only come from the outside feature, it's coming from the within and the caricaturistic. I don't know if it's the extra chromosome or the blessings, but um, working with them for a few years, it's obvious that the beauty is intense and immense. So we just wanted to capture it. Sarah, you were one of the first models in this project. Why is this project so important to you? It is important because what, what Daniel is doing is important to see lots of people who works with him who happens to have Down syndrome. It's nothing about Down syndrome, it's about the person behind it, really. So what Daniel is doing is a really important statement to give them work 
to change their lives for better. Do you think it's changed your life for better? Yes. In what way? He changed my life because when I first met him, I knew he had some ideas when I first met him. And how did he find you? Well, he found me, wanted me to do a TED Talk, basically. Yes, I was the curator of TEDx Hackney, and I did research. Uh, we did an event about happiness, and I did a research looking for amazing speakers. And I found about Sarah Gordy, this amazing actor, researched her, contacted her, invited her to speak. And we worked together ever since. Yeah, this is how we started. And then we started uh, creating dance shows together and touring. She's my muse. So I think because of Sarah Gordy, Radical Beauty Project came to life. Working with her for a while. You just have to have a quick glimpse on her and see the, the, the immense radical beauty that emanate from her. Yeah, the power. Remy, as managing partner of one of the largest banks in Europe, what do you think is the value of a project like this in wider society? Well, first of all, let me say that I feel very honored, Sarah and Daniel, to be with you today. I have my family, I have a long history and myself with interactions and sometimes also living with people with Down syndrome, perhaps something um, I haven't shared so far. So I feel very privileged this morning. Daniel, I think your, your idea of and the name of Radical Beauty Project is wonderful because each word is important. It's radical. It's not marginal. It's not a bit off. It's radical. And society today needs radical change. Uh, it's about beauty. And it's not about something else. What is, what's most important than beauty? And it's a project, meaning uh, you take actions to do things. And that's wonderful. Now, this project is about inclusion. It's about challenging stereotypes. It's about bringing other forms of diversity to the workplace in our company, in our society at large. And who else can bring things to the table, things to society than corporations today? I think if we don't do it, who else will do it? So I think it's wonderful. Well, that's, that's great because you see when we start to take action and talk about things that society don't really speak and bring to the forefront and we meet people like us that we have things in common and actually we want to promote diversity, we're advocating for it. I think this is a great example of um, how the world is changing to the better. You know, we're now in a corporate building, promoting radical beauty, uh, promoting people with Down syndrome and, and, and different disabilities. And soon people will follow and that will be the norm. Probably in a couple of years from now, it will be, oh, remember two years ago, we talked about diversity and it can change very, very quickly. And what I have to also say, people with learning disabilities add so much to the table and to the conversation beyond what people think or expect. So it's a win-win situation. Yeah. All of us, we feel weak at some point. We feel strong at some point, but we'll feel weak at some point of our day, of our months, of our lives. And I think the value of bringing people who, by appearance, have some weaknesses other people don't have, is to show that you can be strong while being weak. And this is a value for everybody. You can be 
strong by showing your weaknesses, by showing that you're not strong every day. And in today's society, showing weaknesses, I think it's very important. Yes, and that's why I think people with Down syndrome bring honesty and directness that a lot of people in society lack. And that's why this is something that people with Down syndrome add and teach us and, and make society better because they bring this directness and honesty and this immense direct beauty. Yeah, Sarah, I don't know if you agree, but I think uh, the word weak, you know, it has been associated with all these things, uh, negative things for so long. And actually, for me, it's about showing vulnerability. Vulnerability has often been seen as something weak for so long. And I think what you're doing is so important because it's showing people rather than just saying it. Like, I mean, this is at a much less radical margin, uh, but I was born with three fingers in one hand. And, uh, and since I was born in, in, I was born in Mexico, people were saying, oh, you should wear gloves. You know, to my parents, they were saying, hide it. It's not something that uh, is normal. It's not something that should be seen. And actually, it's incredible because I showed, I was, since I was born, I was saying, no, God made me this way. And this is how people are going to see me. And, and that's that. And it became normal. You know, nobody even notices I have three fingers. So it's, I don't know if you agree, but I think it's, It's important to show people rather than just say it, which you've done. You've become an incredibly successful actress and model and everything else, dancer as well. What do you think? I think it, it is very, there's a lot of people who is very negative towards people like me and others, but I'm not going to let them to destroy us. We have the power. We are the future. It's a future of Down syndrome and learning disability in this country. And they need to be respected. Definitely. F. Scott Fitzgerald arguably wrote four of the greatest novels in the English language. But he struggled to spell and was told by a critic and former classmate that his first novel was one of the most illiterate books of any merit ever published. If he were alive today, he would almost certainly be diagnosed with dyslexia. But that condition did not stop him from becoming an incredible storyteller. And Fitzgerald is not alone. Gustav Flaubert, Agatha Christie, Jules Verne, Edgar Allan Poe, and Hans Christian Andersen were also believed to have dyslexia. Many other high achievers in many walks of life have overcome disabilities to achieve extraordinary success. President Roosevelt was paralyzed from the chest down and President Kennedy lived with debilitating pain that frequently left him unable to bend down and tie his shoelaces. Meanwhile, in the present day, Greta Thunberg lives with her autism as a gift. She says, It makes me see things from outside the box. I don't easily fall for lies, I can see through things. If I would have been like everybody else, I wouldn't have started the school strike, for instance. Daniel, how, how has the scene changed since you began? Because, I mean, the Radical Beauty has sparked a movement. A community has built up around it. It's been featured in countless media outlets, both artistic and journalistic. It has served as a platform for up-and-coming models and actors like Sarah, for example, who've gone on to be in the covers of very famous magazines. Have you seen a change in the way people are, you know, interacting with Down syndrome? Yes, yes. Big, big change. When we walk on the streets... People recognize the artists that I work with, either seeing them on stage or in a magazine or on television. They have more exposure. 
in society and in the media. And what people see now, it's not, oh, this charity person with Down syndrome. It's the opposite. It's like front page, uh, leading role in a TV series, uh, campaign for a big uh, fashion labels. So basically, we put them out to be part of society and then people see that they're actually incredible rather than charity case or poor person like how the media portrayed them a while ago. And I think Radical Beauty Project visually showed that people with Down syndrome are stunning, high fashion, and actually you want to uh, have a competition about looks. They can hold uh, better fashion looks than any other models. So if you want competition, bring it on. And then people physically saw models with Down syndrome in a light that never been seen before. So that means something in their mind and their consciousness just expanded. And we're doing it for many years now. And I see that uh, uh, television programs talking about casting more people with learning disabilities. You see them more in advertisement, in fashion weeks, in media outlets. So there is change. Yeah. Remy, how do you think corporates could maybe shift the way people see disability in the workplace? The first thing is to change the way we look at things and we look at people. Changer le regard. Look at how people, what if I see Sarah in the corridor afterwards, do I say to myself, what is she doing here? It's not a place for people with Down syndrome. Or what kind of role can she have? What kind of role, how can she contribute? How can I become a better professional thanks to seeing Sarah on the job? And this is, I think, our first mission. The second one is to give um, access to possibilities to work in the workplace. We have contributed and signed the Valuable 500 Initiative, which is an initiative of 500 companies, corporations, putting together, committing to hire people with disabilities, disabilities with different skills. Um, and this is, is fantastic because it has values. Um, Again, it shows that not everybody has to be at the top every day, that weaknesses, as we said, can be a source of strength. Fantastic. Wow. Do you want to say something to that? Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just very excited to hear these kind of words because years ago, if you hear what just Remy said, people think, ah, yeah, wishful thinking, great, what a good person. And now actually, reality, you have to embrace the different because things change. So it's not wishful thinking anymore. Actually, cooperation, if they won't incorporate people with different abilities, disabilities, they will be left behind. People with learning disabilities have incredible ideas that otherwise other people without disability can't access it. For example, I have dyslexia, ADD, whatever you want. And because of that, my brain works differently and I can find different solutions that if I compare to a person without uh, dyslexia, I have a different mind. So I see that my weakness, as my teachers wanted to call it, is actually my strength. And what society think that it's a bad thing, it's actually incredible because my brain is a bit different and all our brains is a bit different and together we can manage and find ways that otherwise, if we have the same brain, we won't be able to reach. And this is where, uh, Daniel, I think cooperation 
can bring something to um, our society is to take someone with dyslexia, someone with three finger, someone with diabetes, someone with Down syndrome, and put them and give them possibilities to, to do something which enrich the community. And I think this notion of um, enrichment of what we can offer all together is because Sarah can bring something I cannot bring, you know. I don't have Down syndrome. Hence, she has something I don't have and which has value for all of us together. Yeah, and also Sarah brings talent, intense and immense talent that I don't know if because she has Down syndrome or she's a woman or she's a person, she's just super talented. Sarah, you were the first person with Down syndrome to receive an MBE from Prince William for services to the arts and people living with disabilities in 2018. What was that like to receive the MBE? That was an amazing opportunity for me, and uh, it was a, a great honor to meet Prince William. And we got chatting, and we became friends, and it, it's been really great. Have other people with Down syndrome ever mentioned it to you that they, you know, they found inspiration in that? I think other people see me receiving the MBA, and uh, they look at me and say. I want to be like her. And say, well, you never know. Your dreams might come true, you know. It's something that I know. I meet a lot of people with Down syndrome that's mentioning Sarah. She has so many achievements and she inspires so many people. So, yeah, a lot of people with Down syndrome said, yeah, I want to be Sarah when I grow up. She opens so many possibilities. She's also a doctor, an honorary doctor. Congrats. So... This amazing person opened gates to so many people just by taking action, being talented, committed, and very ambitious. Very ambitious and have dreams and aspirations. And that's why she's inspiring. Throughout history and all the way into the 20th century, society's treatment of mentally disabled people has been deeply abhorrent. Even belonging to aristocracy was no protection. In 1963, it was reported that Nerissa and Catherine Bowes-Leon, two cousins of Queen Elizabeth II, had died. But this was a lie. In truth, the sisters were placed in a hospital for the mentally disabled, where they were ignored and forgotten by their families for decades. The sisters were declared dead to the world and abandoned simply because of a learning disability preventing them from speaking. This story is a powerful reminder of why the work of Daniel, Sarah, and others like them continues to be profoundly important. I want to move on to the actual power of the photograph now and uh, the project itself. The Radical Beauty Project is a fa high fashion project. Before we delve into the details of the project, I just want to say, Remy, in 2008, the partners of the Bitte Group actually instigated a photography prize uh, to prove the power of photography. And they founded the Pripikte, which is now the leading award in photography and sustainability. You've been a part of this from the very, very start. <laughs> 14 years later, do you think the image is powerful enough to shift people's perspectives, people's minds? Yes, indeed. Um, when we started, we, we, we didn't think uh, we... We would last for so long and we had such a success. And I think it's because of two, two aspects. The first one is about art in itself. Art has, and more than ever today, has an immense power to touch people. And again, to let us see things differently, to bring another dimension 
to the way we see the world and we see society at large. And on top of that, you have the image. And in today's society, images are so important that image can transform the way we see things because we can relate automatically. It's not the same while you write a text or you read a text. Images have this power. We have in, uh, in France, there is a magazine called Paris Match. It was a very popular weekly magazine. And uh, it, it says in the 1970s, they had an advertisement saying, Le choc des photos. Le choc des photos. Paris Match, le choc des photos. The shock of the pictures. And it was exactly this, the shock of the pictures. Thanks to your pictures, Daniel, and the one with Sarah, we see more than a thousand lines. It can touch us. We can feel things which are immense and direct. And that, I think, it is the beauty. And it is the beauty of the project we have done with the Prépicté. And we are continuing. And, and uh, funny enough, you know, the, the next theme of the Prépicté will be human. When I started working on the Radical Beauty Project, I knew that photography can actually shift something in consciousness. And actually, photographers are People are taking action. You have to take an action to be a photographer. You have to press something. So they take action in order to create something. So I like when people take action to make things. And photographers can alter our consciousness. There are many photographs that shape society and shape the way we see things. And that's why I think to use photography as a meaning to uh, expose people to people with Down syndrome was easier Before that, we did uh, dance as well. And I found it very, very uh, powerful when somebody in a room with somebody with Down syndrome that on the stage and you watch their body move. This is very important. That's why the meeting between us and different people, the physical meeting is very important. It's not only to talk about it. It's not only to read about it. It's to actually they engage, the engagement. So first we started on stage. You were in the Royal Opera House, weren't you? Yes, we had a residency there. We did a three-month residency and we did a remake of um, The Rite of Spring and Sarah was the prima ballerina. She was extraordinary. It's a big, big role. It's a, one of the most famous ballets in the world. And we nailed it. How was that, Sarah? That was pretty amazing, really, because um, when I did the character, I just think of the character and how the character possess of the anger and the, and the strain and this is take it out on her dancing. Because the, her role, we had to sacrifice Sarah. The right of spring, you sacrifice someone in order for humanity to evolve. Mm. And uh, Sarah was the prima ballerina and in the end, the character of the ballet is the society sacrifice her and then she go out to the gods. And when we, we did the dress rehearsal, Sarah physically left her body. She literally collapsed. That's how amazing she is. She took it literally because we talked about we need to sacrifice the right of spring. You sacrifice something in order for something better to come. And Sarah, as a, as, a, as a dancer, volunteered to sacrifice her life for better life for humanity. And it was one of the greatest moments of my career. It was amazing to work with the Royal Ballet. 
as well. There was 22 dancers with Down syndrome and six dancers from uh, the Royal Ballet. It was extraordinary. And I wish we can do it in every opera house in the world. Sarah, let's talk about the photographs now, because I've seen a lot of beautiful photographs uh, of you in the Radical Beauty Project. What has been your favorite of these photographs or your favorite photo shoot? My favorite photo shoot was in Godfrey van Helsing. Godfrey Helvain, yeah. Yeah. And that brings to my mind because uh, I love to do modeling as well. And, and seeing him was amazing because I can see lots of talent from his eyes and he can see me. And once he saw me, and I, I just just do what I do, like a model, just struck a pose. And he sees that through me and say, okay, I can work with her. Is it the same as when you act, that you embody a character? Are yeah. you also taking on a character? Yeah, I'm taking my acting career as an actor. When I pursue a character, I look for the character. But one of the other thoughts that Goffrey Henderson did made my mum cry because I was pretending to be a woman and a character that I played was an army girl that came back from war. And when I see my mum cry like that, and I'm like, oh my God. It was a very, very special shoot. It was one of the first. Gottfried Helwein is one of my favorite artists, photographers and painters. And when I emailed him to ask if he wants to join the project, I was literally shaking. An hour after I got an email back, yes, of course. Then we, we traveled to Ireland to work with him. He's one of the most extraordinary people I've ever met. Sarah and Gottfried really clicked and they created images we didn't publish yet. It's a little bit, uh, they are very, very special. One of the images show Sarah with white face with a gun and you don't really understand what you're seeing. Is it a criminal? Is it a victim? Does the character that you see is going to kill somebody? Is the character is protecting someone? You don't really, you just see somebody with Down syndrome, white face with a gun, no emotions. You never associate guns with people with Down syndrome or this kind of violence. So it's uh, intense, incredible images. And the chemistry between Sarah and Gottfried was incredible. Just to see Sarah work with other artists is inspiring by itself. Hmm. And Gottfried is just one example. You've convinced some of the world's top fashion photographers to uh, participate in this project. You've shot, you know, photographs in Ghana, Israel, Finland, Holland, Britain, the US, Mexico, Italy, France, all by these leading photographers. How do you convince them to participate? Or do they even need convincing? They have good taste. <laughs> And they know what's good. When I approach uh, collaborators to work, either it's a yes or no. Either you're excited or not. So I usually now the project is out there. People can see it's easier. But uh, 
Uh, we, we never got a no from anyone yet. I can imagine. Remy, over the past years, we've seen a radical reassessment of the way brands portray themselves and the way that beauty is seen in markets. How are the world's brands following this radical reassessment? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, even brands adapt to new forms of uh, beauties uh, and new form of um, welcoming differences. Um, and it's not stereotypes. And I think this is a fantastic evolution because it says it's not part of just a few small groups of experts, small group of photographers. No, it's becoming mainstream. And this is a recognition that these tendencies are not limited to a few aficionados, but to the vast majority of the population. And that's the testimony of everything which um, Daniel, Sarah and others have done uh, now is accepted, accessible and welcomed by many. Mm. And one of the titans of representation, in a way, have been these uh, big magazines that have started to portray people with Down syndrome, not only in their covers, but also in their main articles. Sarah, you were actually in Vogue Italia and in LUK. How was that for you? It was amazing opportunity and uh, uh, people there are so lovely. And uh, I, I also... Have fun with people who does my makeup and put some dress on and I had really fun. It was really fun to do. They are very lucky, the magazines, to work with models and artists like Sarah, not the other way. The opportunity now is for the magazines to work with different able people. They bring intense beauty, different beauty that magazines need new fresh beauties. So years ago, it was, oh, we need opportunity, give them opportunity. And now people courting Sarah to, to book Sarah for a shoot or for something. You have to wait for a long time. Daniel, where do you see the Radical Beauty Project going from here? So I see Radical Beauty Project published as an amazing coffee table book and then in a major museum and hopefully a travel exhibition So that was the main thing, is to publish it as an amazing coffee table book for collectors, and then people can go to museums to actually experience the images on large scale and, and experience the whole thing. Hopefully we can help make that happen. Uh, Remy, you've led an enormous corporate for many years. What would be your advice to Daniel in pushing this enormous vision and project going forward? Seeing Daniel's project, I thought about Mark Twain's uh, quote, uh, which says, um, they did not know it was impossible, so they did it. And um, I think just hold firm to your idea and um, it will work out. And Sarah, finally for you, what is your advice to anybody with a disability who's looking to build a career uh, as you have? My advice has to be, whatever you do, keep doing it. Because I have seen strictly come dancing and I saw, wow, she was deaf, dancing. And she was a beautiful dancer. And she's also an actor. I was amazed that she wanted it. So um, there is hope out there. And I will back it no matter what. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for joining us, Remy, Daniel and Sarah. Thank you, Rosario. Thank you. 
This episode of Found in Conversation starred Remy Best, Dr. Sarah Gordy, MBE, and Daniel Weiss. It was presented by me, Rosario Lebrijaras Vetayev. This show is a collaboration between PICTE, one of Europe's leading wealth and asset managers, and the How-To Academy, London's premier public forum for sharing big thinking. Executive producers were me, Rosario Lebrijaras Vetayev, and Vasily Christodoulou, with special editorial assistance from Niall Morin. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Thank you.